Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life podcast. My name is Rachel Steele and I'm really glad that you are here. The Front Porch is where we practice hospitality, empower others to share their stories and live a simple and intentional life. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. On today's episode, my guest Bree and I gave a lot of shout outs to a company we both personally love. And that company is SlumberPod. SlumberPod is a lightweight, portable privacy pod designed to make room sharing with little ones less stressful and more restful. So think of it as a light blocking pod that you put over your little one's pack and play. Some of our favorite features include the baby monitor pouch, ventilation panels, and a fan pouch. Mike and I could not travel and room share without the slumber pod. We have brought it to our beach vacations. We've brought it um, to Gatlinburg anytime we travel and we have to room share. So our girls sleep great in it and we can even keep the lights on in the room and move around without being afraid of waking up the girls. So use the link in the show notes to purchase your slumber pod now. And here's to more nighty nights on the go. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Front Porch Life podcast. My name is Rachel, and I'm really glad that you've joined me this week. Um, Last week was really fun. We had two episodes last week. So one was a special Valentine's Day episode with my husband, Mike. And then I had a regular episode on Tuesday with my friend, Cherie. And so if you have not gotten a chance to listen to those, um, I would encourage you after you listen to this episode to go back, check those out. Um, as well as check out any other episodes um, from previous um, seasons. So we had season one last year, and I did a lot more solo episodes in that um, season. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more from me and my story, I share about um, the girls' birth stories. I share especially about being postpartum, that new mom phase, which is something that I'm really passionate about and helping other women to feel connected and to feel supported in that phase. So anyway, just a small plug. If you'd like to go back to season one, you can check out those episodes. Uh, This week, we have my friend Brie Shizzo on, and Brie and I go way back. So we grew up um, in high school together. Well, we went to school all through um, elementary school together, but really became friends in high school. And then we actually went to the same college and were involved in the same college ministry group. And so we got to hang out a lot and I um, got to see her, meet her husband and see them starting to date. So this is a really fun conversation just because we've known each other for so long, but we had not um, been together in person in a while. Um, As you'll find out in the episode, Her husband, Sam, works for a company that requires him to move quite a bit. So Bree and Sam and then their son, Julian, move every couple months. And so they're doing a lot of traveling. They're staying in um, hotel rooms for those couple months. And I just thought, what a cool and unique story that you might relate to in certain parts of your life of 
you know, being in a new place and needing to find community and finding routines in that. And how do you be intentional with meeting other people? How do you become friends with people in a new place? So whether you're traveling, whether you just are looking for new community or deepening your relationships with others, uh, this is just episode that was really fun, really applicable in all situations. And Brie was just such a sweetheart and was so kind to share her story with us. So I hope you enjoy. Would you go ahead and start um, by just introducing yourself, telling us about your family and where you live currently? (laughs) Yes. So our situation is a little bit unique. Um, Again, yes, my name is Bree. My husband is Sam. And then we have a two-year-old Julian, um, little boy. And so right now, so I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Rachel and I went to high school together. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, so currently my husband works for Chick-fil-A um, corporate. And so our family travels around full time, a hundred percent, um, wherever <laughs> Chick-fil-A is either opening a new store or needs somebody to come and manage one, um, is where we go. So we have been to several different locations so far. We're traveling around for about two years is the commitment. Um, and then after that, um, hopefully my husband will stay with um, Chick-fil-A and get a job in Atlanta, Georgia at the support center. So right now we are currently in Atlanta, um, one of our stops. So um, we've been here a second time we've been in Atlanta, been in California, Arizona, Louisiana, Virginia. <laughs> so our life is a little bit unique. Um, so we're on the road traveling full time with a toddler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's definitely been a change up for us, but it has been really fun at the same time. Um, so yes, been surprisingly better than I expected it to be. <laughs> um, some people are like, you're so crazy for doing that. And it sounded crazy at first. Um, once you're in it and doing it, it just become, comes like your normal life. And it's kind of fun just having somebody tell you where you're going to move next and <laughs> just going with it. So yeah. That's the main thing about our family right now is just moving. Um, I did work full time, but as of April, when we started the program, I now stay home full time. Obviously, my husband's schedule, work schedule is so crazy. Um, A lot of times it's six days a week, and I just wouldn't have been able to even do a remote job um, with Julian and his schedule would have been too much. So I am staying home. So that's a big transition for me as well. Um, Yeah, I went from working full-time and in Cincinnati with friends and family to traveling full-time and staying home. So it has been <laughs> quite an adjustment over the last, I can't believe it's been almost a year now, about nine months. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering how long it had been since you started that. Okay. We started mid-April of 21. Okay. And so, yeah, we're almost, I guess, almost almost halfway through. We probably have about another year and a half left. Yeah. Wow. And those are big transitions. And so we'll definitely have to talk about that, especially like for you personally, (laughs) transitioning from working full time, being home, being on the road, all of those things. So I'm sure you'll have some great uh, little tidbits (laughs) of wisdom to share. (laughs) Anyone needs travel advice? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we'll have to get into that because I think a lot of people, maybe not in the same extreme as you guys right now, but <laughs> have probably have a lot of travel questions. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, this is called the Front Porch Life Podcast. I know that, you know, you've seen probably a variety of porches in the last mm -hmm. nine-ish months, but what does your porch look like right now if Our you have one? Porch, yes, we do have a little balcony. So we are most of the time in a hotel. So we usually don't have any type of porch. Like our porch is usually the community patio. Okay. <laughs> like the grill is, the pool, everyone hangs out. Um, sometimes we get a little space, um, but right now we are in a high rise in right near downtown Atlanta. So we're in corporate housing. So that's really a nice switch up for us to be out of the hotel for a little bit and actually in a one bedroom apartment. Okay. And so we have a little balcony that overlooks a bunch of buildings and pools in, in the city. So we have a nice porch right now. Oh, good. <laughs> no furniture or anything out there because um, we didn't furnish it. And we're on the 13th floor with a, with a child. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you're like, stay away from the railings. Door locked and we can see our neighbors across. But, yeah, and it's been really cold. So we haven't been out there too much. <laughs> Well, that's fun that you've gotten to see the variety of, of things mm -hmm. there. And like, you know, kind of on this podcast, I've transitioned from thinking about the porch just being a place to being more of a, you know, a lifestyle of being inviting and yeah. hospitable. And so in other locations, you were saying it was just yeah. kind of the community area mm -hmm. was your porch. So <laughs> right. were, you, were you able to meet people that way? Yeah, sometimes I would take Julian out. We go ride around like in his little like car, take a scooter outside, and like yeah, we meet other people at the hotels and kind of see as a bunch of travel nurses or people traveling through for work or some families are staying there because their house is on fire, caught on fire, and they need somewhere to go. So yeah, it's been cool. You meet a whole variety of people in hotels. Some people are passing through for the weekend, and other there others are there long term, just like we are. So it's kind of fun getting to meet you know all different types of people yeah have so. you felt like um people are staying quite as long as you were where you were able to maybe like build more um like quote-unquote long-term friendships with them i'd say not necessarily the hotel guests um with that it'd be other people who are in the program with us oh, so okay place with other chick-fil-a families that has been like where our main community has been and that's been really nice just getting to hang out with them. If they have kids, we'll go hang out, play, get dinner together every Friday night. Um, in our first location, we used to do a game night. Everyone brings some food, and we would sit outside and have our monitors outside with us. <laughs> and just sit outside and kind of just hang out. So mm -hmm. that's, that's fun. fun. Is it the same people that could go from location to location with you, or just based on where you are at the time? It's always different. So okay. Um, somebody leaves, we get, we get sent some, uh, yeah, it's just wherever the need is. And so, no, we don't stay with the same people at all. It's okay. all changing. <laughs> oh, that's hard. I, I, I would be curious to know like how you, I mean, you said there were like events that you would go to, to meet these people or hang out, but how have you personally felt like you've been able to put yourself out there with new people? Has that been a challenge? I think. 
Honestly, at first, I was like, so I'm so extroverted, and I'm not a homebody, and I was like, if I am going to survive life with a toddler, like, all of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, like, there's no breaks. There's no dropping them off at grandma's. There's no, like, you know, friends to help. There's no family support. Trusting babysitters, even getting recommendations is hard. Um, so we really don't have a lot of support. So, yes. Yeah, so if I was to survive this, I was like, I've got to get out and meet some people. And it's been really cool. Um, just seeing how I feel like my mom, I was talking to her last week and she was like, it's been so cool seeing how God has shown up for me, like at each different place. Cause I'll be like really bummed. Like, Oh, I really don't, you know, we're going to this new place and it's all new people, new, everything, new stores, just everything is new all over again. Um, the longest we've been in a place has been two months. Oh my gosh. Okay. Pretty quick in the month of places, you know, our last stop was a month. So you never really know, but yeah, I think getting out, um, church has been tough for us lately just because with COVID (laughs) we've been, you know, a little bit careful of kind of where we go. Um, also we don't want to like church hop every weekend. Um, but we did go to a church in Virginia that we liked some people there. Um, but yeah, so there's through some churches or even just playgrounds. Like I've really just put myself out there and like gone out. We've gone to playgrounds or little play places and I'll just start, you know, meeting some moms and talking and I, I feel like we click. We'll hang out. Um, I know when we were in Arizona, twice that happened. We ended up having like play dates, ended up getting connected um, to a girl just by meeting at the park at the playground we had a girls night a couple times like a game night so she introduced me to all her friends and so just finding community just by i guess kind of just putting yourself out there and just telling people what you're doing and saying like i have no friends (laughs) um people have been really nice so either that or um at the gym too so we go um we always find a gym that has child care okay yeah about later but that's like my big self-care thing is like it's $15 a month at LA Fitness <laughs> <laughs> I get up and we go we get out of the house you know I get a little time and then Julian gets to like be around other kids so I was really really nervous that he would never have other interaction with kids it would just be me and him and I think it's just so crucial for just his development social development and just to learn how to share and just play and so that has been one of the best things for us because it's been a like a cheap way <laughs> to find childcare um, in a sense. So he gets to go and play for an hour or so. And then I've met other people at the gym. Um, the other week, actually, last week, just got brunch with one of the girls I met at the gym. Oh, that's awesome. Child too. So it's been really fun just kind of seeing people and hanging out that way too. Yeah, I think. I think that's encouraging to like anyone. I mean, whether, you know, I'm living in the same place where I grew up, but there's still tons of people that I obviously don't know around here. And like, I could go to a playground and, you know, if I went into it with that mindset of like, yeah, oh, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to talk to, you know, the other moms here, you could meet someone that you really click with. But I think your situation is so unique that you're, mm-hmm. you know, doing that more often. But for any of us, it's like, yeah. you, you don't know who you might meet right. out and about. Right. I I totally agree with that. It's like when you already have your friend group and your friends are set, when you don't feel like you really need friends. You definitely don't go out of your way. Like you'll go to a park and like, you, you know, just 
probably wouldn't even look to even reach out to any other mom or talk to any other mom, really. Yeah. Um, maybe just a casual like, hi, or how old's your kid? But yeah, when you desperately kind of need friends, and that's the only way I even, even if we don't even hang out later, just even talk, even just for that 15 minutes while we're at the mm-hmm. playground is helpful for me just to get some interaction. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, and I always tell like people, you know, at home, like, or who are in the same place, like, if you ever meet anybody and they tell you that they are just moved there and they're not from the area, like, please be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Such a difference. Like, you don't, you know, realize until you're the one, like, having no, like, friends or family or people, everything is new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really nice to have somebody even just be nice or tell you some recommendations about something or, I don't know, just be friendly. Definitely goes a longer way than I think people think it does. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. It's just a good reminder of, you know, you just never know where someone else is at. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's so easy to go into things with your blinders on. Like, right. I'm here with my kids. We're going to be at this, you know, playground mm-hmm. for an hour. We're just going to do our thing and leave. Right. And right. I have no idea who else mm-hmm. could need someone to talk to them. Yep. No, that's yeah. so true. Make sure yeah. slow down life. I feel like this program, like I've totally had to slow down my life, which I'm not used to at all, but it has been the best thing. So I feel like I'm never really in a rush. Hmm. You know, to, yeah. Like run to the grocery or run to here or run to the playground. Right, we have 30 minutes and then, you know, but now it's, everything is just so slowed down. So I feel like I have time to like say hi to people or, you know, just let Julian will run over and pick some flowers or <laughs> I don't know, just kind of do whatever since I feel like we're not usually in a super big rush anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I love that. I I've experienced that a little bit with being part-time this year, but I feel like in the back of my mind, there's just still that like, ah, I have to get this done and this done. Right. Um, and obviously there's still lots of things to get done at home too. Yeah. It's just, um, an appreciation for being able to slow down a little bit. How else has the transition been for you um, being full-time at home with Julian? So it, it's better than I thought. I can't lie. When we first did this, I was not super excited about it. I really didn't want to move, didn't want to leave. I seemed like I originally applied for the job. It took several months for him to get. And I honestly was kind of like, there's no way. Like, not, not doubting him that he couldn't get it, but just like, ah, it's just really competitive. And eh, I don't really think that's, you know, where we're going to end up. And I guess probably hoping we wouldn't end up <laughs> on the road because um, it does sound so crazy. Like when you just first talk about it, just, I mean, our stuff's in storage and we are just living out of boxes and suitcases and we move whenever. So um, it is kind of crazy, but I feel like overall it definitely has benefited me a lot like staying home I was really nervous about but I tell people like my friends that honestly keeping our routine has like totally changed the game for me I'm a very like routine person and pretty like orderly and task oriented um my to-do list is still so long even though it's like I don't really have tons of housework (laughs) (laughs) do but yet I still find a million things on my list um but yeah, I think I'm looking into now how to be more creative with him at home just because I'm not really a homebody. So I like to just go out, but the winter has been tough. Yeah. It's really cold. So like we used to go to like a playground almost like every afternoon or like, a, like at the mall or somewhere to go play. Um, they don't really have, it's been really cold. So 
like today we made play-doh which i like i don't know i'm not a very creative person by like nature so i've been really researching and trying to go out of my way to find you know more things to keep him entertained at home so yeah back to your question of staying at home i think for me it's, it's getting out of the house at least once a day i'm not gonna let myself just begin and just be really sad so like i started like i have to get up before him i never did that his first like year and a half of life because I was just so dead tired. Um, but now I've been like, I have to get up before him and get my coffee, read a little bit, even if it's short some days, it's just, I don't know, something about getting dressed, getting some coffee, reading a little bit. And just, if I have time to do anything else in the morning has definitely, I think been really helpful. Yeah. I, I think that's really, really important. I mean, my girlfriends and I were talking about that the other day. It's, it's hard to get yourself up really hard. Yeah. But I know like same thing with you. If I, you know, have that 30 minutes in the morning just to myself, it's quiet and I can, yeah, just read my little devotional and have my coffee and (laughs) my day will start off a lot better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So when it's just like them waking me up or Julian waking me up, I'm just like, you know, you're just kind of a little bit more frazzled and don't have things together. So that's definitely helped a lot with our routine. And then, like I said, you, you know, a lot of mornings we'll get up and do breakfast, get ready. And then we usually go to the gym in the morning before lunch. Okay. Um, that gives him a really great play time. I like to get out in the morning. Um, mornings just, I like to have a lazy morning, you know, here and there, but doing that every day for me personally, I get just kind of like lazy at home or I, it just kind of puts me in a down down mood, I feel like, if I were to do that every day. So I usually get up. We go to the gym. Um, I always tell moms, like, even if you don't like to work out, it's $15 a month. Take your child and go if you're home or, like, late, you know, later. Even if you want to just take a hot shower or sit in the sauna, you know? Yeah. <laughs> ready, like, go or walk on a treadmill and, like, read something or call a friend go take a shower, get ready, you know, just anything really. Um, I always like to promote that because I think people don't think about the gym as a great outlet, like especially for stay-at-home moms or you know, being part-time. But I think it, it can be beneficial just to have a little space. They get to play and have a great time. And then it gives me a chance just to kind of not be with a toddler <laughs> every second. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, just to have that scheduled, like, Mm -hmm. I know this is however long it is 30 minutes, an hour. I know this is time for me to focus Mm -hmm. on myself. And like you said, whether you're just walking on the treadmill and watching a show, like that's fine. (laughs) That's like how I work out most of the time. So I think that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets that social interact interaction too. Yep which has been important. And then, yeah, we come back for lunch and nap time. I get some stuff done. And, and then later in the day, we'll find something else to do. Or, you know, a lot of days we've been staying home just because it has been cold, but I try to get us out to playgrounds or whatnot when we can. But yeah, life is definitely different. Like I don't have the daily, you know, weekly scheduled, you know, things like I did at home. I feel like almost every weeknight I had something going on. Weekends were nuts. So the slower pace of life has definitely been super great, but with trade-off, it has been like, there are times where it's lonely, you know, not being with friends and family and the comfort of just everything being familiar is hard sometimes. 
Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Just knowing like, oh, this is the grocery store I like to go to. Um, You know, these are some good little parks, you know, you're kind of Mm -hmm. probably always having to look up, you know, where to go or, or what's around you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get somewhere and then we move. I'm like, oh, now I'm lost. And I'm like turning around. <laughs> I can't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> how has it been um, on your marriage? Or have you and Sam been able to find time? Just the two of you? How have you been balancing that? Yeah. So it's been nice. So some couples, so whenever there's families together, we always try to like switch and give each other a date night. Okay. Another family here with us right now. And they're like, you know, let us know. We'll give you guys a date night. So we'll kind of do that with other families. Um, but yeah, it, it, that is one of the hardest parts is there. We don't get a lot of time alone outside of our space, like our home. So like, like date nights are, you know, it's hard to go out ever without Julian. Um, just cause it's hard to find babysitter. Um, yeah, so that has been yeah, that has been tough. It's also been tough because Sam works a lot, and he is by nature pretty introverted. Okay, into himself, so he recharges by being alone, and it's hard because I now with me, I'm always home. Like whenever he gets home from work, Julie and I are always here. Versus like, you know, I feel like normal life, <laughs> or you know, back when things were different. You know, I might not be home from work yet, or I'm, you know. Might be getting joy from daycare. He might be with my parents or, you know, just anything. So the biggest challenge, I think, in our personalities has been I'm really extroverted. So as soon as he gets home, he's really tired and just probably wants like five or ten, like, oh, probably he wishes more than that, you know. But <laughs> five or ten minutes just to like <sighs> unwind. He's around people all day. You know, he's in the restaurant. Okay. He's with customers all day, with team members all day, um, in charge of the whole restaurant. And so it can get pretty crazy. Um, so he's doing that. So he gets home and just kind of wants some time and is really, really tired. And I am like ready to go. Like, I'm like, okay, and do this, 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 and we need to talk about this. And have you done this yet? And I can just really like list off a bunch of stuff. And so I'm like really trying to kind of bite my tongue when he gets home you know, cause he'll go and like, you know, say hi to us and go, you know, be playing with Julian. And I just want to like talk and talk because I really haven't talked to anybody all day. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's casual. And I think this is for any stay at home mom, not just for, you know, my life on the road, but any stay at home mom, it can get lonely. You're not having real adult conversations that often during the day. And so I think that's been the hardest part for us has been trying to figure out the balance of, you know, how do I get my you know, quality time and social, you know, needs met. I'm a verbal processor, so I want to talk to him about everything. But then he also really doesn't get time to recharge often. Hmm. So we've tried to set up things where, you know, he'll here and there, like go out and, you know, go to a movie by himself or go do something. But it is hard. And we're in a very small space. We are, oh, have always been in a one bedroom. So Julian usually sleeps in our room. Right now he's in the closet (laughs) and here's his front apartment. It's a really big closet. Um, So he's in there, but yeah, we're always just really in the same space. There's not really anywhere else to go um, to get away or to kind of unwind. So we've been trying to figure that out a little bit, but Yeah. yeah, that has probably been the hardest part. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, I relate to that situation in terms of 
personality wise. Like I would say we're our, you know, relationship as a couple is very similar to that where mm -hmm. I want to like talk things out and want right. to be around people. And, and yeah. And I mean, when I'm at work, I am around people, but um, yeah. when Mike comes home, it's hard for him to like jump straight into something else. He yeah. needs some time as well. And it's hard for me to understand that at times. Um, yeah. But I think that's where, you know, just even being able to acknowledge that of, Hey, this is how you work. This is how I work. Right. Let's try and, you know, give each other those little dedicated times to do what we need. <laughs> right. Right. Important. Have you guys found anything that has worked? Like when he gets, comes home, does he always go by himself for a little bit or we like try, but haven't been super successful yet. Yeah. I feel like it's hard. I mean, sometimes um, like I, and I enjoy cooking. And so that mm -hmm. is one way that I kind of wind down from the day. So sometimes, yeah. you know, we usually get home around the same time. Right. Um, if I know ahead of time, like if he asks me, Hey, today, when I get home, can I go work out in the basement? Yeah. Then my expectation is that he's going to go work out. It's not right. that right. he's going to help watch the kids. So I yeah. can cook, you know, and yeah. so maybe I put on a little show that the girls yeah. can watch so we can both do those things yeah. but yeah. I feel like it's just expectations for us like yeah. if I ex think that he's going to be home mm -hmm. at a certain time and he's not mm -hmm. then I'm disappointed <laughs> right. right. or if he thinks yeah. he's gonna have time to work out and then mm -hmm. I'm like hey help me do this then he's disappointed so yeah. I just feel like we have to almost schedule like little breaks for each other yeah. throughout the week yeah, that is smart. I know we've like kind of, we've done it here and there, but I think it's a good idea to actually kind of like pencil it in like you would anything else. Yeah. You know, kind of like really schedule it in or whether it's giving him a little time when he gets back or, hey, once we put Julian down or we'll talk, you know, from 8.30 to 9, we'll just sit down and just catch up on whatever. Yeah. It's just, I feel like, yeah, like you said, or just communicating those expectations. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I actually heard this couple and they said that every day they had the same like little amount of time in the evening that they just knew like this is our time that we sit down together and we talk about our day. Yeah. And, you know, kind of depending on your schedule right. I think for right. them, they did like five o'clock. But, you know, when you're having to cook and you're it's just getting home, it's the worst time. Yes. <laughs> I wish o'clock. Yeah. But it's like, well, maybe like. Once Julian goes down, then yeah. give each other like half an hour to just be by yourselves and then a half an hour to chat or yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. I know I'll have to like talk more about that and try to schedule some stuff in and figure that out. Because <laughs> that has been the most challenging, I think. Yeah, that makes Personal sense. Because he doesn't have, he's not, you know, he's working, like I said, some days, six days a week. And then for me, I don't have other, a lot of other outlets like I used to at home, you know? Right. So. But yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going along with that, you know, you mentioned that working out and going to the gym is is mm -hmm. one way that you kind of give yourself a break or practice some self-care. Are there other ways that you feel like you're able to do that for yourself? I think protecting my nap time. So I usually like to plan out my nap times for the week. Um, I don't like to do a lot of like housework and stuff. During nap time, I know it feels like it's, like, the only time to do it. Like, for me, like, if I'm, like, prepping dinner, 
So like right after nap, Julian usually watches like a little show and has a snack. So yeah. I like to do like more prep and stuff then. Or like fold the laundry, you know, like during that time. Yeah, yeah. Like when he's asleep. I do a little bit though. He usually naps about an hour and a half. So the first half hour or so, like I do, you know, I might clean up. I, I like to clean up even from lunch before he even goes down for nap. Um, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first part of now would be like catching up on little things or making a few phone calls or, you know, making appointments or I don't know, following up on something or, you know, maybe throwing a little laundry in or something like that. Um, but then the next, the at least half of it, I like to have just for me. Mm-hmm. So whether it's um, catching up on The Bachelor, yes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm right there with you. <laughs> you know, like catching up on, oh my gosh, is it, what's today? Is it Monday? It's a Monday night. It's tonight. So you are prioritizing this over The, the Bachelor. Day, it's two hours and Sam doesn't like to watch it and our TV is always hard. So we <laughs> watch the next day. <laughs> yes, you're more important. Um, so doing that or like I like to do my own nails at home. Um, and so I'm like, I'll do my nails and relax, make a cup of tea. I don't know, do whatever else. I do work a little bit for my friend. She has a personal training business. Um, and so I'll do client check-ins a couple times a week for her. Um, and for that, or just kind of, I don't know, think of other little things I want to do. Um, but yeah, kind of save some of that time just to just kind of sit down for a little bit and just kind of rest. I know it's easy to want to just do everything, especially I am such a tasky person. But saving some of that time, I think, is important just to be ready to go for the like second half of the night. And so I don't get grumpy and too tired through the day. <laughs> But that's going to be hard. I know a lot of people, if your kid doesn't nap anymore or, I don't know, that's going to be tough. So we'll cross, we'll cross that road when we get there. <laughs> no, I think I think that's really good because I've, you know, I actually did a whole podcast episode on, <laughs> um, I think we did like hashtag no housework. And <laughs> yeah, it's that same idea of like, you know, they're taking a nap. Why don't mm-hmm. you take some time for yourself? Because yeah, yeah I I definitely notice a difference when I'm go, go, go trying to get all this stuff done. And then I almost, I get annoyed like right when they wake up because I'm yes. like, no, I'm not done yes. with what I'm trying to yep. do here. And I didn't yep. have any time to relax. And mm-hmm. now I'm like mad because they woke up, which is silly, yes. but I haven't yes. had any time for myself. So I think yep. that's really important. That is the expectation of like, or when I think I'm like, okay, I know they'll definitely sleep. He'll definitely sleep until three, three o'clock today. And they wake up earlier. Like, oh, uh, it is, it is hard. You have to like, you be so selfless all the time as a mom, yeah. you know, but, or even with like to that, even, you know, somebody recommended like taking a little, like the first, the first half hour of nap, because you know, you won't get interrupted. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so taking the first time to kind of do something. And then if you you know, want to start getting anything else done to do it on the second half. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. And I like that you have ideas too of, of what you are going to do mm-hmm. during that nap time. Cause I think that's where I get hung up sometimes of like, okay, they're finally asleep Yeah. And then in my head. I'm like, well, I could do this or I could do this or what do I even like to do? Like, I don't know, you know? Right. right. Um, so it's good to kind of have that little mental list of the things that mm-hmm. you know fill you up. Right, right. That is true. Kind of going into nap time with a little bit of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
you know, like, so I don't sit there on social media for the whole hour and a half. Or, <laughs> or you know, if you do, it's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> so mindless. <laughs> um, kind of like through this experience, um, what have you learned about, about God? That is, that's a good question. So I think, you know, this earlier, I think the, the biggest thing, I guess there's like two things that kind of come to mind. The first being that God's going to work things. I know you hear like God will work things out, you know, for your good, for those who trust him. But I really have seen that just work out. Like I said, I really did not want to do, you know, this Chick-fil-A program when this all, when Sam brought it up to me and told me he was applying and it was really, really hard for me. I like did not like the idea of being not in Cincinnati. I thought I'd be there my whole life and moving. And so I think just seeing like how God orchestrated each little thing and just the timing of it all. I mean, it took months for him to get it, but um, long story short, Sam ended up quitting his job at Cintas before he even got accepted um, to Chick-fil-A and just took a break. He did some personal training um, for a while. And then we started with Chick-fil-A, but I think just seeing how God has just orchestrated the timing of everything and just really showed up. Like I said, at every spot we've been in, like, I feel like God has shown up, whether it's providing me friends or people or somebody like somebody having us over for dinner or somebody offering to babysit Julian or another family in the program that I really click with and that we hang out with a lot. Um, and so I feel like God has really just shown up and shown faithful, like, Hey, I'm going to bring you into this. We're going to walk through it. It's not always going to be easy. You might not want to go, but Hey, trust me that it's going to be okay. And I, I thought I'd be home crying every day, just wanting to go back, hating it. Um, but I really have, I haven't, there's been so many things that I really have enjoyed about it. Um, and so I think that's been one of the biggest things is, God just showed up just faithful and, hey, leading our family to this decision and then really showing up for me through it. You know, not just for Sam. It's like, Sam got a great job he loves. That's great for yeah. him. Like, what about me? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, Julian, this is a big change for me. So I think he has shown faithful, you know, and just provide just little things even um, at each place we've been has been really sweet. Even like little, like we get an oven. Like that's big in a hotel to have room yeah. with the oven. You know, we've gotten it several times or, you know, just things have just worked out um, really well in that. Um, and the second thing that I was thinking of, um, I think is, yeah, that God, yeah, that he's like always with me. So mm -hmm. sustaining me and always with me and always present, not just in the morning when I'm having my quiet time, but like through the whole day um, and through, you know, just all of the transitions, like even when Sam's not home a lot or I'm not, you know, in somewhere that's familiar, just like taking a breath, like this is where we're supposed to be, you know, like, and just really feeling comfort in that this is where we are supposed to be in this time. And how can our family, you know, still reach out and serve other people even through all the transitions. And um, so, yeah, I think those are probably two biggest things that come to mind. Yeah. And I love that it's, you know, looking back at like, okay, in the last place we were, here's how God was faithful. And he brought right. these friends to me, right. and provided this opportunity to go on a date night. And that mm -hmm. gives you like the reassurance you need to go to the next place. Right. Um, 
And I think for anyone like thinking about their lives, like that's one thing that just anchors me so much is looking mm-hmm. back. And yeah. Seeing, like, yeah. okay, God did this, this, and this, and he didn't let me down, even though it was hard. Right. right. This hard thing is going to be the same. Yeah. 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 That is so true. Right. Because when I found out we were moving, I was not happy. Like, <laughs> not we're super excited. You know, you're, I feel like you're supposed to be excited for that. You know, of course, I was excited. He got a, you know, a great job that he, you know, really wanted and that great opportunity, but it was really hard. But yeah, seeing how God kind of led us through that you know, in our decision-making and decided to go. And then the program has definitely turned out way better than I was expecting. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, well, really quick, just because I have to ask, um, with all the traveling, all of that, I mean, we go on like vacation for a week, you know, so yeah. it's a little different, but, and you know, your son's sleeping in the closet right now, but <laughs> Do you have any um, just fun, like, mom hacks for being on the go with Julian? Oh, that's hard. I feel like for road <laughs> trips, like, so I will go to the dollar store. So our longest road trip we have driven was 22 hours. Oh, gosh. They provide one car for us. They usually, we usually, fl- well, you can fly, but we decided having a second car for me was really, really important. Just so I can, you know, sharing a car would have. I wouldn't have been able really to go anywhere. Sure. Um, and so we have a second car. So our longest road trip was 22 hours. We did it in two days. But every before every road trip, I'll go to the dollar store and just load up on just any random little toys and keep them <laughs> up front with you and then, you know, pass them back um, throughout. That way it limits. Of course, I like let him watch a little show and stuff. But um, doing that for travel is helpful. And then what else? So actually, I borrowed your slumber pod a oh, couple yes. years ago. Number one, best travel thing. And yeah. you travel with. If you're traveling or you travel a lot, find a friend who has a slumber pod <laughs> or go buy one. So without that, Julian's sleep, we would not be able to share a room. It would be a wreck. Um, Do you use it every night? Every single night. Yeah. So he sleeps in. He has a pack and play. We got an extra padded mattress, like a, you know, a little thicker than just the normal yeah, um, yeah. pack and play mattress. And he's a little older. So we got a mattress, mattress pad, and then he sleeps with a slumber pod on top. Okay. And we actually just got, he started climbing out. He figured out how to climb out. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and I couldn't, I was like, no, like, we're not doing this. He's out of the crib every two seconds. Thinks it's a hilarious game. Like, I was like. You, you know, it's like you put them in there and they might whine for 15 minutes and he goes to sleep. Yeah. And then he climb out, hours would go by. He was skipping naps. <laughs> like, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not So we got a little canopy. It's like a mesh canopy you can attach. Attach just like the inside of, the, of it. Okay. And so he cannot climb out. Nice. So we have that on. And then we have the slumber pot over. But a lot of nights, so I haven't unzipped right now. Like, I don't, I, when we're in the same room, I zip it up. But I usually unzip it a bit at night just to let some extra airflow in um, just because he sleeps in it every night. And then, you know, when we get up, I'll zip it back up in the morning really early. Um, but, yes, the slumber pod is definitely a great – it's like a big tent, a vented tent. Um, so if you ever have to share a room with a child, baby, or toddler, that has definitely saved us. Yes, that is a great one. We have, like, we would not have survived any trip without one. 
-hmm. No, because usually where you go, there's like not blackout curtains or yeah. I mean, we're in the same room. We Every time we move, right. we'd be awake. Yeah. So, <laughs> I can have the lights on in the room. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You can record a podcast, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. So I know I feel like I should have more, but I feel like if somebody was moving on the road like us, there's more just like we ship all of our how to ship all of your stuff and your crates to buy and what to bring, what to pack, kitchen stuff, you know, like minimizing your your things. But in general, it's hard to think of a little hack for just like a week trip or something. But yeah, yeah. No, I think those are great. And honestly, like if your kid is sleeping, then you're going to be a million times better. So I think yeah. those are awesome. Routine. <laughs> I like, well, let us have a travel day and then we are back to the sleep schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, we'll just kind of jump into our last couple questions here. Um, this one you might have answered with the slumber pad, but if you have something else, that's great too. But what is something that is saving your life right now? That's funny. I think it is slumber pad for sleep just because it's really hard sharing a room with your two-year-old all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, infant is, you know, of course different, but not having your own space, we already are in a very small space. Um, so the slumber pot is definitely one. And then I guess I'd say the gym, because like I said, that's the only place we get, like I get an hour and a half to myself in the morning <laughs> on a lot of days. So that's been nice. Um, and then I think our routine, like just kind of for me, figuring out what works for us. And I think that getting out of the house, even if it's to go to the store or sometimes like, okay, my child, Julian, I'll say Target and he'll go, latte, latte. I'll <laughs> 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 go to Target. Like, I'll get him a little steamed milk. <laughs> it's not an actual latte. Don't worry. I'll give my team a coffee. Um, or he'll see like the, or any red circle and be like, Target. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just to go walk around Target and get a little coffee or milk for him or you know, just to get out and do something, I think is definitely probably saving my life because it gets me out and about, not just kind of being down at home. Yeah. So me being I home just all good. the time on the road. Like I said, it's, it's, it's extra layer of like, Oh, this is kind of sad when you think about <laughs> nobody <laughs> around you. So. Yeah. Oh, those are good. I'm glad you kind of have that routine for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's important. Yeah, whenever we go to Target, well, we call it the red store. She Josie knows all the stores by color. So Kroger is the blue store. And Home Depot is the orange store. That's awesome. <laughs> but Target's our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Josie always says it's the store with red balls. I'm like, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> they are right there in the front. So, you know. <laughs> That's so true, they do. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Um, what is something that you are reading or listening to right now? So right now, so besides my the Bible in the morning, I've been reading just a lot of even like like toddler stuff, honestly. So yeah. I'm really not a reader. Um, if you know me, you know that I've probably finished one novel <laughs> in the last probably six years. And that was the first book in the last since probably since high school. I'm just not I don't know. I've never enjoyed reading just for downtime ever. I just fall asleep or have no idea what I just read. Um, <laughs> so as far as like novels or anything, I'm not reading any, any right now, but I've been reading a bunch of articles on just potty training 
We're looking into um, activities. I'm trying to get more creative and kind of plan some stuff for us to do at home. Um, yeah, so I feel like it's mainly been look, been kind of just into reading about that or what to feed my child has been yeah. a disaster. <laughs> so <laughs> like those are the main things, looking up, try, you know, trying to find meals and, you know, things to feed him and different ideas and activities and, and stuff. So those are good. Do you have any like recommended um, activities or people that tell you what activities to do? <laughs> I know everyone says this, but I've looked the busy toddler on Instagram. And yeah. Everybody follows them. Um, there's some other like discipline people or like not discipline, but behavior, like child behavior specialists I follow. Um, is it Dr. Ziggy, I want to say? And, I don't know. Um, it's Dr. Siggy. I think it's an S. Okay. He's good. Um, and then Mr. Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> so I follow some of them and look into it. But um, yeah, like, I feel like their activities, their activities have been good. We did a couple of them. Like today we made Play-Doh, which was fun. Or we'll do a little, like I cut a slit in the top of like an oatmeal can and give them little cards. It's like sorting colors and numbers and doing that in there. Yeah. Other little random, random things. A lot of it's like stuff you already have around the house. But for us, it's not really because I don't really, you know, we carry so such little things. But yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get. <laughs> I think we're all on Pinterest looking for those types of things. So <laughs> the more ideas, the merrier. <laughs> well, um, it was a pleasure to have you on, Brie. Um, is there anything that you'd like to just say, you know, that maybe you didn't get a chance to, or, or any way that we can support you as listeners. So yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, everything that I feel I needed to, but, um, yeah, if anyone just wants to pray for our family and to sustain us, you know, the newness is, you know, kind of worn off of the travel life. And there are, I know I talked about a lot of positive things, but there are a lot of challenges with adjusting and moving so much. So, anyone wants to pray for our family for that and to sustain us through the next year and a half of it, it does feel very far away. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. well, we can definitely be praying about that because um, we know there's lots of adventures to come. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on Brie and we really appreciate it. No, well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Brie for coming on the Front Porch Life and just sharing the um, ups and downs of being a traveling family. I found our conversation to be really encouraging and I just loved the way she talked about creating routines for her and Julian at home and also just being bold and introducing yourself to other moms that you see and just feeling that sense of, you know, I'm not going to be here for that long, but I can still create community where I am. And I think that we can all benefit from that. You know, maybe you're in a season where you're in a job for just a few months. Well, you know, like make the most of that time, or maybe you're going to be staying home just for a couple of years. But while you're doing that, join a play group, join a Bible study with other moms and let your kids play together. You know, I just think there are so many opportunities around us. And sometimes we just need stories like this to encourage us to step up, be friendly, be hospitable, 
and you know, you just never know where those relationships can go. So thank you, Bree, for encouraging us in that. And we will definitely be keeping Bree's family in our prayers as they um, continue this way of life of moving, but also thinking about what is to come in the future. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to connect more with the Front Porch Life, you can go to our website, frontporchlife.net, and all of the episodes from both season one and season two are right there on the website, as well as you can find the podcast on any podcast platform that you listen from, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of the things. So go ahead and check us out there. And also we are on Instagram and Facebook at the Front Porch Life Podcast. And I would love to connect with you more. So have a great week and we will see you back here next Tuesday.